It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everyone. Tim McMaster here along with Thomas Harding, our MLB.com Rockies reporter. And, Thomas, we've been talking about this roster and whether or not they'd add something all spring long, it seems like. And here you go. Mid-spring training and Carlos Gonzalez is back in the fold. Carly Goa just couldn't let go of those Rockies pinstripes. So he will be back. It's a one-year deal. It's $8 million. Um, obviously, it's been a weird market this winter, and he'll be back in Colorado, a comfortable place for his 10th season. Uh, before we start to break this down a little bit, I just we have some sound from Cargo and also Bud Black, so let's listen to them talking about Gonzalez's return. I'm extremely happy, you know, uh... Ever since I got here, you know, I'm, I'm been receiving a lot of love from my teammates, uh, the fans, and you know, obviously the the entire organization. So, uh, yes, it feels good to be back. Uh, even before I hit free agency, uh, you know, I said this is the place that I wanted to be. You know, obviously I wanted to see uh, what was out there. You know, at the end of the day, you know, uh, this has been my home for the past nine seasons. So, uh, yes, it's, it's always good to to go back home. Obviously, being a free agent and, and get to here, you know, a lot of players. Uh, you know, calling me, hey man, we miss you. I hope you get back. That's, you know, that's what makes you feel uh, happy and makes everything so uh, so easy when it comes to take uh, make a decision. So uh, I think that was uh, that was big. You know, that plays really a big role. You know, having Nolan and having uh, you know DJ Blackman, uh, Para, Lemay, everybody involved, uh, calling me and saying, hey man, uh, this place is it's a little different without you. So. Uh, that that makes me feel proud and uh, and happy to be here. I think Carlos uh, will assume the same role that he's had over the years that he's been here. Which when I got uh, when I got over here, I heard that you know Carlos uh, you know was was one of the guys in the clubhouse and maybe the key guy of 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 really bringing guys together or or a great sounding board for for everyone. You know, again, Carlos is able to connect with everybody. He's a connector. I think he understands the up and downs of this game, and he's able to, to you know, to shed light on the positive. And also, I think he, he's also, you know, a guy that can, you know, get into somebody too and, and be real honest and open with, with players about what needs to be done. Thomas, sounds like everybody's happy. Obviously, it makes for an interesting situation as far as the the roster goes. Uh, but Carlos Gonzalez is going to be playing in the Rockies outfield. Uh, yes, I was just saying before going on the air with you that I have a night game here tonight in Arizona, so I'm sitting here watching The Young and the Restless because you can take soap <laughs> operas and baseball and put them together. You know, people die, they're missing and presumed dead, and they come back in the soaps. Um, Cargo was free agent and presumed gone, and now he's back with the Rockies. And everybody's very happy about it. Um, Cargo was working out there in Florida, 
and it seemed like nothing was happening. So then um, one day he gets on the phone with Scott Boris and the general manager, Jeff Breidich, and says, listen, hey, I'm ready to come back. I'm ready to get in there. I know I had a bad year last year, but uh, this is a team that can win and I can help you. And just that quickly, within a matter of hours, a deal was done. So Cargo is back. Um, a lot of the guys on the Rockies are happy to have him. And the Rockies were fooling with their lineup, fooling with um, moving Charlie Blackman down to third. Uh, the way he hits and the way he produces runs, I still think that's a great spot for him. But the way this lineup works, if you get back Carlos Gonzalez for the way he's been for many years and also the way he was the final two months of last season, then you've got a run-producing lineup. Now, this obviously creates some issues as far as everyone else, mainly the younger guys, the maybe next generation for the Rockies, who there's one less spot available now. How does this impact Ryan McMahon? It seemed like he was going to get some reps at first base. Now, if, if things juggle and that's not as available, does he start the year down in the minors? It really looks that way. I mean, there, yeah, there, it, it affects a number of players, but definitely Ryan McMahon because you have – Ian Desmond, um, with the $22 million payment this year, you know, you, you look at him moving back to first base after they tried him some in the outfield this spring. Now, Desmond has had an awful spring, but then again, it's, uh, it's March 14th. So he knows what he's doing. He'll be getting ready for the season. And in all probability, you send down Ryan McMahon simply because there aren't enough at-bats at the beginning of the season. And he's one of those guys – when I've watched, and I've watched a number of guys come into the league like that, where if he really breaks the door down at the AAA level, when he comes up, maybe he doesn't ever go back again. This is a guy that I really believe could be a special player at the big league level. It's just that um, it's very hard to go into the season with a guy who has so few at-bats at the major league level and really only spent part of the year AAA last year. Uh, you want him to, to, to be sure, have the timing down, be ready to – to battle against the um, best in the game. Um, so Ryan McMahon, it, it could mean a trip to AAA to begin the year for him. How about the young outfielders, David Dahl, Rymel Tapia? We've talked so much about them on the podcast. Now what is their fate? That becomes interesting here because Dahl, who started off the spring really slow, is really starting to hit the ball well. But it doesn't look like there's going to be a starting spot for him because of the arrival of Carlos Gonzalez and the fact that Gerardo Parr is healthy after handmate surgery. So he, he really looks like a candidate to go down, except he is uh, the, the, the way the ball is coming off his bat, you almost want to take advantage of that off of your bench. But in all probability, he'll be playing every day down at AAA. But I'm on top of you, I'm not sure – if he will begin the year AAA. I mean, uh, last year they called him up six different times, and he was able to adjust and become a pretty effective bench player by the end of the year. He, um, he started off 0 for 15, but then hit 300 the rest of the year in really sporadic playing time. So they've got to make a decision on him. When I, when I look at how this roster is shaking out, I can see them keeping him and Mike Talkman, who did a little bit of the same for the Rockies last year. Uh, however, looking at the roster as a whole, if Ian Desmond is playing first base, do you really have a guy behind him who can shift in and play first base? So they have some questions to answer. But the great thing about it is you look at the McMahon, Tapia, and Dahl, three guys on a 40-man roster that look like they could be starting players at the major league level for a long time to come, and there isn't a spot for them. So that tells me that you've got a pretty good ball club. Yeah, certainly. Uh, let's move over to the pitching side of things a little bit. Uh, Kyle Freeland working on some new mechanics. 
He was good last year. He has that pause at the top of his windup. They're getting rid of that. What's the reasoning behind that, Thomas? Well, they're going back to his old mechanics. What was happening before was his body was coming forward too soon, and he wasn't really getting the power out of his legs. So they legislated in that little kick. It kept him on, the, on his back leg a little bit um, longer. The problem was he would swing that front leg, and sometimes it would land properly, and you would see the way that he could attack right-handers on the inside part of the plate with his fastball. But when the strike toward home plate was kind of getting out of hand, when he'd swing it and maybe the direction wasn't right, you could see where he'd end up walking people. And he walked too many people last year for the Rockies' taste. So what, what they were trying to do is get him, make sure that all his momentum was going to home plate. So it's just a simple kick and, kick and strike and fire rather than a kick, stop, strike and fire. Look at other pitchers in this rotation. Uh, Chad Bettis, great last time out. Senzatella wants to be in there again in the rotation. He was great last time out. This is what you want to see as your team when you get to this two-week point before the start of the regular season. Lots of starters rounding into form. Uh, certainly a better problem to have than trying to find guys that are hot heading into the season. Uh, no doubt. I mean, I remember the spring trainings where – where are the you know where are the last two starts going to come from? They were picking up guys at the end of spring. I remember one year they picked up um, they picked up John Garland right at the very end because they literally didn't have five pitchers to carry into the season. This is a case where they have six right now because of Senzatella and I see him and Freeland kind of battling for that final spot. Now the the the, the three most talented guys: John Gray, Tyler Anderson, and Herman Marquez. Last time out weren't very good, but it's still the middle of spring training. I really expect those guys to be um, leaders in this rotation as far as production is concerned. And, of course, Chad Bettis knows what he's doing, and it seems like what he does rubs off on other people. So you've got four solid guys. My question about this, though, is after those six, let's say, uh, let's say Freeland makes the rotation and Senzatella begins it in AAA and he's ready, after those six, Nobody else has um, pitched in a big league game. And I'm, right now I'm not counting Jeff Hoffman, who has a shoulder issue. If, if they can get him healthy at the start of the year, then you've got seven guys and you feel a little bit better. But um, here's the strange thing about last season. The Rockies go to the playoffs, and I thought it was a great job by Bud Black handling pitching. They had a number of injuries, but they only used eight starting pitchers. Um, the fewest used in the majors was seven last year. It was like the Indians, the Pirates, and a couple of other teams only used seven, and the Rockies used eight. Usually they use between 11 and 14 in a year. So some of the people who are coming up through the system are going to have to produce. They have really decided that they don't necessarily want to go out and get those journeyman pitchers at the end of their careers or guys who really haven't, um, ha haven't been stars in this league. They feel like the talent that they develop in the organization, they'd rather take their chances with that. But after the top seven, there's nobody who's thrown in a big league game as a starting pitcher. One more for you. Trevor Story having a huge spring, 435 after Tuesday's action. Six doubles, a couple of triples, and a home run, Thomas. He seems locked in. Um, what stood out the most to you about Story so far this spring and, and the fact that he's kind of doing it all? Yeah, I think at the end of last season, it started to look that way to me. And as I've told many people, 
people are probably tired of me saying this, but I really believe Trevor Story can be a star in this league because of the way he finished last season where that bat was a lot smarter. He has a lot of power. He, um, he, can, he can hit a ball a long way, certainly. But the way he's thinking in the batter's box and understanding situations, understanding, yeah, I have a lot of power, but every now and then if I back off a bit and put a ball in play, then, then things could really be good. And as he told me the other day, he can sit there not thinking about power and just thinking about putting a ball in play, moving a runner, and still hit the thing over the fence. You're seeing a smarter hitter, a guy who came up and showed his power, and people adjusted to him. Now it looks like he's making that adjustment. And then you take the defense involved. This is a guy that a lot of people in the, in the National League West thought should have been a Gold Glove finalist. I know there were some votes for him Still wasn't enough for him to break in behind the Brandon Crawfords and Corey Seegers and the like, but I think defensively he's underrated. Great stuff. As always, Thomas, this has been MLB.com Extras, a Rockies edition. For Thomas Harney, I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next time. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team.